Hello, and welcome to the special morality episode of Path of the Storm. I, I guess I'm going to be your host, Mark, from Coruscant Nights. And as always on Path of the Storm, I am joined by my two fellow Jedi, Erica and Andrew. Hi. Hello. So you two have never rolled morality before. Never. That's why I say I'm probably going to be the host here. Okay. So do you, what, do you, what do you know about Force and Destiny morality? I know that you get to pick when you're building the character uh-huh. if you want to be a light side paragon or start at 50 with extra uh-huh. experience points and that it can be a little bit easier to start as a light side paragon. And then there's a whole thing that you're supposed to roll that I have always ignored because I've pretty much exclusively played Star Wars RPG as a podcast. Okay. And you've, and you've pretty much exclusively played Rebellion characters. That's true. Erica, you know anything about this? I mean, vaguely from listening to good old Dice for Brains. Yeah. While you're playing, you might do something that is conflicting with your character's uh-huh. morality, uh, specifically the strength and flaw. Mm-hmm. And then, therefore, you kind of rack that up, and then you have to roll for it to see if your morality goes up or down. And if you go down too far, you become dark side. Yep, yep. So I suppose we should start with looking at what our emotional strengths and weaknesses are. Kel had his unique way of looking at the Force, looking at the intentions in the Force. And uh, his emotional strength was curiosity, and his emotional, emotional weakness was obsession. He is starting with a morality score of 71. Becros's emotional strength was enthusiasm, and the weakness was recklessness. I thought that paired well with a hotshot pilot. Yeah. And Lodi? Uh, Lodi's emotional strength was charity, mm-hmm. uh, and her weakness was martyrdom. Martyrdom. Uh-huh. Okay, so what we do when we, when we talk about morality in Force and Destiny, we look at, first, the amount of dark side pips that your character used, and we take that number, and then we look at things that may have been morally conflicting to that character. And then we just, since that's so much more vague, we, we come up with a number and we're, we're going to work to come up with numbers together for those things, especially for Becros, who didn't roll any, any force power checks. He hasn't spent any time learning any force powers. Yeah, I think, I think we should, in fact, start with Becros. So Becros used no dark side points. Becros rolled some dark side points, especially in Doug's session, but I don't think they actually came into play like using them. So you don't get any conflict there. The two things in my notes for Becros getting conflict, and these can both be discussions. The first one happened in our fourth session, which ended up being Act 5, when we were fighting the Nihil. In that first room underground, when we were fighting the Nihil, we encountered Din, and Din went down pretty easily, but Becros did not stop beating on him with his lightsaber. That's 100% true. Yeah. It was definitely a moment played towards conflict, because I felt Becros was, he'd had his home attacked, and he certainly wasn't controlling any source of anger there. And so, yeah, definitely some conflict for that moment. The other one, also from the same session, was that uh, in the previous session, he didn't put on the gauntlet. He he was he was very tempted, but Lodi talked him down. Thank you, Lodi. But then when Lodi 
decided decided to put the gauntlet on. Yeah, that, that wasn't a decision. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. When Lodi put the gauntlet on, Becros was very, very supportive, knowing full well, if not that it was a dark side gauntlet, that it came from a place that had Sith, the Sith code in tapestries on the wall, a, a place that was definitely not a light side virgins. Mm. See, I've already combated your your argument about you knowing it's a, a uh-huh. it's a dark side artifact. Our offline conversation there, you've already circumvented place from a dark side place, and I certainly agree that uh, Becros was felt that he was being enthusiastic in taking these tools to defeat the Nihil as the force willed it. But there definitely was an air of recklessness to that as well. Mm-hmm. Not carefully thinking it through. So I wouldn't necessarily argue against picking up some conflict from these items. But I think were we to discuss them, in, if, if Kel was to discuss it in character with Becros, mm-hmm. uh, or Lodi for that matter, you would have a hard time convincing Kel that they were anything more than tools. Erica, do you have any uh, any any bits where Becaros was particularly reckless or where you think he should pick up conflict? I mean, the entire journey into the Dark Side Temple was just sort of one long stint of Becaros being really reckless really and like rushing ahead and Lodi being like, well, hey, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, I basically back up what you said about his support of Lodi putting on the gauntlet and then just rec- just beating up Din. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the beating up Din part. So the thing about morality, as I understand it, is not necessarily what's good or what's bad, mm-hmm. but what plays against your strength or weakness. And I feel like the beating up Din doesn't really play into recklessness at all. Yeah, but there is a there is goes against the Jedi code. <laughs> good and bad, and going with or against the Jedi code. I, I think that is that is inherently part of it. Okay. Yeah, I think I think your strength and weakness are they come into play. They definitely come into play, but I think that they are more tools for you to use to roleplay your character better, okay. like having like like a motivation. Okay, that makes sense. The thing about Din, first, he was on the ground. Second, you didn't even know the guy. That's true. You had not encountered this guy before. <laughs> you didn't really have a grudge against him. You just... Oh, well, I can I can speak to Becros's mind a little bit in that scene for it. So we knew that we had gotten the call. We had <laughs> already dealt with some Nihil up at the top. And Becros's main focus were the younglings when he got there. Yeah. They were... The Nihil were dangerous. They had stabbed him. They were not, it was not good that they were there. And so having entered the cave and the description being that there were two younglings in that cave with Horbo was, I think, the the tipping point for Becros. An element of letting that anger flash out as a form of uh, protection. Okay. And I will say that the, the fair GM in me long ago when I was trying to get an, a Star Wars RPG campaign off the ground. I had one character who wanted to know what the morality of it was going to be. One to do a little bit of like the, for lack of a better term, rules lawyer to mm-hmm. it. And 
one of the things I added in there was, you know, I'm going to follow, I'm, I'm a loose GM. I'm going to follow the advice of Yoda on what the path is, you know, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, all of that kind of stuff. That's kind of my easy cop out of like, anytime your character is showing those, because he was building a character that was going to be very angry all the time. Yeah. I'm just going to keep handing you conflict because that's yeah. not in line with the Jedi code, so to speak. So Becros would definitely have to take conflict for that. So here's where it gets tricky. Coming up with the actual number. I've got one in mind. Do you have one in mind, Erica? Nope. Do you have one in mind, Andrew? I do. Okay. Tell me what you got, what you have in mind. I don't know if I'm lowballing it, but the number that popped into my head is two. Okay. And then I thought I'm probably, since it's my character, lowballing it. So three would sound fair. <laughs> I like three. Do okay. you like three, Erica? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel okay. like it should be higher, so I'm not alone, but that's okay. So we, you take three, and then you roll your d10. All right, here we and go. And what you want to do is roll higher than three. Because I'm going to subtract three from you my said roll. said confidently. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I rolled a nine. All right, so you go up. You go up six. All right. Let's make sure and note that down. Pecos is having a good time. For a Jedi who won't spend any time studying Force talents, he certainly is benefiting from his second rank in the Force. Uh, so what, what is Becker's new, new morality? That will put him at 77. Okay. Do you think, as, we, as we've reached an end point here, do you think that Becker's emotional strength and emotional weakness changed? Mm, that's a really good question. Yeah, it's I not one I'm been. prepared for, actually. Yeah, <laughs> let me stall a moment. I I don't think that Becros's emotional strength or weakness would change in this scenario because the the things that he's encountered, he hasn't really experienced the consequences of being reckless. Yeah, like the virgins, the the things that he's done have other than jumping into a ship on <laughs> at the very beginning of the adventure. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he hasn't really suffered too many of those consequences. I thought that he might be a little more cautious, but then I threw that right out in playing him later. So, Well, I, I honestly think that of all of the, the things that you can do for a Jedi, that's not reckless. Mm. Two Jedi jumping into a ship with, with like just pirates, <laughs> that's not really a reckless move. Normally, it would have gone, gone fine. We've done so many reckless things, but it was okay because we are Jedi. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kel used one dark side point in our first session when uh, when he thought that he and Becros were going to die. So he used it to jump out of the ship. What are his strengths and weaknesses again? His emotional strength is curiosity. His weakness is obsession. Yeah. And uh, his current morality is 71 don't think he really played into obsession much here. No, I can't really think of any conflicting moments for him. <laughs> he did a really good job of playing the level, like the level-headed, like on the path Jedi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say that he was conflicted after the fight, after the first fight. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that he thought they were going to die, and he maybe it's not even conflicted about like he. He he faced his own mortality, mm-hmm. the mortality of he and and Backrouse at sea. 
as he just leapt out of that ship. Yeah, Becros was out cold. Where was yeah. Kel in the spectrum of someone will be around to catch us? Was it, uh, this is the end, I'm just going out on my own terms? Or Kel was in the 50-50 chance that our uh, vector is close enough that I can maneuver it. Yeah, 50-50 chance of survival. And if survival is not an option, it's better to go out by nature's hand than these criminals. Hmm. And I recall that Kel took a moment of meditation as well on Cloud City. Yeah. And wasn't uh, the the dark side definitely called? I remember on those rolls that he didn't heed the, the call of the dark side. He did but... not. He, he changed his form of meditation. He went from like quiet, solitary meditation to lightsaber training. That's true. I think there was also some... He was having like a moment of deep introspection at the beginning of that um one two. Yeah, with the with the droid uh, on the little mining platform. Yeah, because it was not the first time he had uh, he had seen somebody under his care, or at least close to being under his care, uh, injured. Skipping ahead, yeah. I, I don't mean to glaze over that, but I, I had a thought, and I'm jumping all the way to back on Bava. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kel made an entrance to it. And I don't know if it's fair to ask this question because it would have been what was going on off screen. But uh, how was Kel free to join the group? What was, was a great he, question. What was he up to when the Nihil attacked? Man, I didn't even think about that. So we know from the previous session, the end of the previous session, that he sent off a transmission while fighting the Nihil. I think he was probably overwhelmed and had to basically like go into stealth mode and uh, wait for reinforcements. He had Horbo, he had Master Zarias there, and it would seem logical that Horbo was caring for the younglings, trying to get them away. Then I would guess Master Zarias was injured in the battle and the numbers were overwhelming, as they were. There were, there were quite a few Nihil in that, in that final mm-hmm. uh, series of fights. Yeah, so I think he got overwhelmed and uh, had to make a hasty retreat into the jungles while waiting for the two of you to come back. So it's up to you two to ter- determine mm-hmm. how much conflict I get. I get one for using a dark side to leap off the ship. Yeah, like two. That's my number. <laughs> if that. Andrew? I also thought two, but I'm having trouble justifying it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens with two. Yeah. Uh, wow, that is a one. I want. I go down. Interesting. I go down, down to seventy. Okay. <laughs> Trying times. And now, Lodi. The one we've all been waiting for. <laughs> all right. In session two, Lodi did not use any dark side points. Yeah. In session three. Lodi used two dark side points to find a switch inside a droid. Yes. In session four, Lodi used two dark side points to throw Backros toward the Nihil when they first landed on the planet. One dark side point to take a Nihil helmet. One dark side point to use Enhance to jump down a cliff. Two dark side points to use Farsight to see through darkness. Two dark side points to move Din. And two dark side points to throw rocks at the Nihil. How, how, how many is that in total? 12. 
Mm. Joy. What morality is Lodi starting at and what are her emotional strengths and weaknesses? Well, whereas the two of you were like, we're going to be paragons. I was like, oh, I want that extra XP. I went for 50. (laughs) So I'm starting at 50. Uh, My emotional strength was charity and weakness, uh, martyrdom. Do you think you leaned into martyrdom at all? A little bit. I martyrdom is kind of weird to me. It's not something I can easily conceptualize. I kind of feel like she did inputting on the gauntlet. That is like using the power to take one for the team so that she has the power. Yeah. And that's also like the using of the dark side points is yeah, yeah. she used them because if she didn't, then what was she going to do? The Nihil were going to shoot her back rows, They would die and everything would be lost. So she used the dark side point because that's what the force answered with. I don't know that, that this actually made it into the episode, hmm. but in session two, the end of session two in the fight, when Lodi got shot, do you remember Lodi's last thoughts before fading into darkness? No. She didn't have any. I thought that was interesting. Huh. Or was it just Criff? Either no, way. that was when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, do you have anything to add to Lodi's descent into darkness? Well, I, I feel that we have to talk a little bit about the deception Lodi pulled on Becros about how you can't put on the gauntlet and you can't have the gauntlet because there might be something wrong with it. It's a lot. And then you take the gauntlet and then you put the gauntlet on. It wasn't intentional. (laughs) Lodi started out in the first part with her where she did a really good job of being like a Jedi. She was, you know, detached, calm, logical. I don't know. All the words that you would use to describe a Jedi. And then it started getting personal and she sort of lost her way there. So even in the temple, she was doing a good job. She was like, no, that's not smart. That's not wise. Don't put on the gauntlet. But then as soon as the Bavan temple was attacked, all bets were off. So yeah, that wasn't intentional. Lodi was not in her right mind on Bava, like at all. <laughs> Lodi was also really trying to grab Becro's lightsaber away from him. Yeah, that's because Erica thought had misremembered <laughs> that it was a dark side artifact as well. <laughs> so was it that you needed the lightsaber to go with the gauntlet, or was it that uh, no, straight up trying to protect more, Becros from himself? More martyrdom of martyrdom. I'll yeah. take this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what do you think, Andrew? Is twelve enough? Or or do we need to add in more for for any additional instances? For me, I think 12 is enough. Yeah. Because I think that the instances where Lodi was displaying those tendencies towards the dark side were yeah. all expertly in narrated in yeah. the use of the, the pips. Yeah. I don't feel there was stuff outside of that, really. So 12... Five. Five. So seven. (laughs) Which puts you at... 43. Okay. Do you think Lodi's emotional strength and weakness changed? Maybe. I think Kel's emotional strength and weakness... Oh, yeah, we didn't ask that question to you. I don't know what they will have changed to, because the the ones in the core rulebook aren't aren't speaking to me. So I may have to look through the other books and and see... uh, (laughs) 
and see. I do have this thought that after a little bit of time has passed and she's sort of like meditating on what occurred and all that stuff that she might veer more towards indecision. Like I've thought about her being like, yeah, no, I'm just going to be a pacifist now. (laughs) No more lightsaber, (laughs) no more fighting. So her weakness could change from martyrdom to indecision or something like that. Do you think Becros might pick up a second emotional strength and weakness? Because that is a that is a thing. Oh. Justice cruelty. There's a lot of talk about justice. Mm-hmm. There's a lot for Becros to reflect on. And it's probable that he'll pick up another one. Yeah. I, I think he's gonna spend the days following our our series really reevaluating his skills mm-hmm. and how, for lack of a better word, being lazy at the Jedi training really hampered his ability in these more dangerous situations. So the the procrastination, that idea that he might need to actually get his act together, it'll be more of, I think, that second emotional strength and weakness. Yeah. There's also the pairing of bravery with recklessness. Hmm. I think think it still keep him as enthusiastic because I think that that Becros will think himself brave. But I think the way that he displays that is going to be more enthusiasm for things than actually being brave. Yeah. I still don't know about Kel. Okay. Well, before we finish, Erica, would you like to roll for Lodi trying to take the gauntlet off? Absolutely. What do I roll for that? It's a hard discipline check. I do believe that Kel wanted to talk to Lodi about this gauntlet. I don't know if you guys want to get in character really quickly, <laughs> have a quick discussion about it, and then have an assisted role in taking off this gauntlet. Okay. Do you want to GM, Andrew? It sounds like I am. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not I wanted to, it sounds like I stepped right into that. I'm sorry. You want to set the scene? Set the scene. Okay. So we're still in the Temple of Bava. Uh, shortly, a couple of days have passed since the Nihil threat was dealt with and things are slowly beginning to get cleaned up and back in order and all of that and Lodi and Kel find themselves in the cafeteria or their equivalent thereof at the temple it's uh, probably breakfast time early-ish everybody else is uh, it's, it's relatively quiet and calm here most people spent a late night cleaning up and so there's a, there's an odd other Jedi off in the corner and things along those lines. And you have kind of a quiet moment over calf to uh, have a discussion. Lodi, how are you feeling? Um, fine. How are you feeling? I'm all right. Orbo's not too happy about that garden. Uh, I just spent a, spent a little while with him planting some things, but it's going to be, it's going to take a while to clean that up. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think I could figure out a um, find some ways from Cloud City, some supplies from there to help mop up ship fluids, whatever they may be. You know that that would be really helpful, and I'm sure I'm sure Horbo would appreciate it. Um, I bet we could get some of the uh, help that you've got with the temple there to come and do some repairs too. Bring some of those droids over. Of course. That would be an excellent idea. The Nihil really did a 
number on this place. Yeah. He sips his calf and looks slowly over. Not meeting your eyes, just like sipping her calf. Very self-conscious about the gauntlet that's still on her arm. <laughs> Lodi, if I'm being honest, it seems like they really did a number on you, too. I won't deny that. I won't deny that. It was a rough, it's been a rough time dealing with this threat uh, that they posed. It's bad enough when they wreak destruction on others, but when they make it personal, bring it to your home, threaten the people you care about, that was, that's a challenge. It is a challenge. It's something we have to face and we all face it in our own ways. I can't help but notice that you're still wearing that thing. I haven't been able to get it off. I can help you if you want. Lodia nods her head. I recently heard from one of the masters on Coruscant about these statues that were found. And there was some really interesting thing that uh, a few of the masters did to bind them. See, they had uh, created by probably the same people who made this gauntlet way back when. They had that, that darkness. Maybe we could do that here. Maybe. What was the... What was what was the process? Do we uh, need do we need no, Kel or actually, Master Sarias? <laughs> let's just try it. Okay, I, I, let, gross. Let's just focus on getting it off first. Okay. Uh, are you, you good to do that here? We need to go to one of the meditation chambers. I think. I mean, we could do it here. It's pretty quiet. Yeah, though he kind of like looks at the door to see if anyone's going to be coming in. Probably not. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and give it a shot. All right, so I guess I'm rolling now. Yeah. How, how can Kel help, Andrew? I thought we might treat it as an assisted roll. Okay. Which I don't know if that actually grants any other benefits than a boost, depending on the skill sets involved. But then I thought, and I'm just going off the top of my head in terms of memory, uh, Kel had some talents that also might come into play. But I don't remember what any of I actually think we both have one rank in discipline, so none of my talents are going to work. It was a good scene either way. <laughs> nice little bonus content for everybody. Mm -hmm. You do have one discipline, right? I do, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I will just offer you a boost. Okay. So, two, three, two, four, five, six. Okay, 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 okay. Three successes, and... Yeah, three successes. Hey. Darn thing off. So what does this gauntlet feel like to you? What does it look like again? It's silver plates, sort of like a chitin on a bug. Mm. I think there was a gem maybe on the back of the hand, and it goes up to your shoulder. All the way up to the shoulder? Yeah. And it's called the Gauntlet of Justice, right? <laughs> that's just what we've called well, that's it. That's what we called it. <laughs> Uh, it, it is technically called Nier's Gauntlet. Nier's Gauntlet, okay. It feels almost like like there's nothing there, which is like a little bit of added weight. Like when she moves her arm around, she can feel the difference um, from the plates, but otherwise it's like nothing. Do you respond to, to Kel with that sort of description? Yeah. No. Physically, anyway. 
Yes, it, it physically feels that way. How does it how does it feel to you in the force? I've I have to be honest, I've noticed that you've been acting differently since you've put that on. Even even in the minutes after you put that on. It feels dark. It feels rough. I I only had it to keep it away from Becros. <laughs> and in a moment of weakness it was on my arm. We all give in sometimes. It's a matter of what we do afterwards. It's what really counts. Now, you said it feels rough. If you close your eyes, can you feel that roughness? Try and smooth, smooth it out. You let the dark side flow off you. And if you don't mind, I will attempt to take it off. Lodi kind of like rests her arm out towards uh, you um, with her palm like her fingers outstretched turn her palm down almost like she's reaching out to shake your hand mm -hmm. for you to kind of try and pull it off yeah i think kel puts a hand on her under lodi's forearm and one under under her bicep and sort of waits to feel if it almost loosens at all it does and lodi kind of grits her teeth and she's like yeah, that stings, but let's get it off. Just let that darkness flow off. And Kel gently slides the gauntlet off. There, is that better? It will be. I'm going to go put this thing in the basement. We'll take it to Coruscant next time we, we're heading to the, the core. I trust you with that. And Kel wraps the thing up in his, his cloak, grabs his cup of calf and says may the force be with you Lodi I'll see you in a little bit for light and life great scene now I do believe that Kel has to roll a discipline check having touched the gauntlet now you wrapped it up it's fine okay <laughs> okay so listeners may have noticed that about halfway through Path of the Storm the, the subtitle a, a High Republic miniseries changed to a, a High Republic story would either of you like to share any potential reason why that might be? Season two? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're not committing to any dates yet, but there may be more Path of the Storm on the horizon. We are earnestly speaking about it. Erica, the only required reading for this series of episodes was uh, the first High Republic book. Yes. What would you say is the required reading for Path of the Storm 2? I believe I told you guys to read The Edge of Balance, mm -hmm. Volume 1. Mm -hmm. I would obviously, I think Into the Dark is... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Into the Dark. I always get That's in what... and out of the shadows mixed up. <laughs> yeah. Into the Dark as well. They're both really, really well, and they both cover the... Uh, the next part of the higher public that we're going to be dipping mm -hmm. in, dipping into, I believe the volume volume two of the uh, the Marvel comic series as well covers this covers this creature. One and two. One and two. Yeah, I think it's in one. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. There you go. So the Marvel comic, uh, the Edge of Balance graphic novel manga. It's not a manga. It's re it reads left to right. Graphic novel and Into the Dark. Yeah. You could read all of those in about two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks isn't when we're starting season two. 
No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got a while. The higher public will be, will be done with it by the time we get to season two. That's not true. They'll probably be like halfway through phase two. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all for joining us for Path of the Storm season one. I am the host of Coruscant Nights and the other place, Mark Eberhardt. I do all sorts of other stuff. I'm the creative director for Fight in a Box Games. You can find my stuff at nightcastcreative.com or markeberhardt.com. Uh, Erica, where can we find you? You can find me on Coruscant Nights sometimes. Yeah. And, and Twitter. Oh, the other place? The other person. Oh, and on, and on Dicey Cantina. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It's okay. It was a long time ago. And honestly, on Dice for Brains and not another tavern. I mean, if we're just going to list them yeah, all. Yeah. And Andrew? Uh, everything I do tends to go under the umbrella of the Dicey Cantina. Uh, it's a podcast, YouTube channel, and a very, very poorly designed website. So you can find me at the handle Dicey Cantina, DiceyCantina.com. And the majority of my time is spent on the Nightcast Discord. I suggest everybody join that. Tell us what you liked about the Path of the Storm. Tell us what you want to see in Season 2, if you want to see a Season 2. Do I and, definitely uh, like that. Come hang out. If you are listening to this on the Coruscant Nights podcast feed, cool. Uh, just so you know, there is going to be a Path of the Storm podcast feed of its own, so that we don't confuse the two things. You can actually find that now. If you've liked this miniseries turned show, please leave a rating and review there so more people can find it there. Link All to right. the show notes? Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Motion like we're doing video. This is yeah, an audio medium, Andrew. Huh? <laughs> uh, may the force be with you all. For life and light. <laughs> <laughs>